for Thursday, November 25th, Thanksgiving. It's the early word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davey Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, as we gather for Thanksgiving celebrations, Marianne McCune visits a different kind of get-together, a modern-day rent party. Plus, all the details on the Macy's Parade, We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. A jury in Austin, Texas, has found former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay guilty on charges of conspiracy and money laundering. From NPR member station KUET in Austin, Matt Largy reports. It took the jury about 19 hours to decide the case. They repeatedly asked for clarifications on the law and to see key pieces of evidence again. In the end, they convicted the former Houston-area congressman on both charges, which stemmed from a plan to funnel corporate campaign donations to Texas legislative candidates. Texas law prohibits state candidates from receiving corporate donations. After the verdict, DeLay said he was disappointed. I'm not going to blame anybody. This is an abuse of power. It's a miscarriage of justice, and, um, and I still maintain uh, uh, that I am innocent. DeLay's lawyer said he plans to appeal the conviction. DeLay is tentatively scheduled to be sentenced on December 20th. I'm Matt Largy in Austin. DeLay faces up to life in prison on the money laundering charge. The 15 giant balloons that will be marching down Manhattan's avenues at this morning's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade started their lives last night. That's when more than 200 employees and volunteers inflated the figures in the streets surrounding the American Museum of Natural History on Manhattan's Upper West Side. Linda Volcomer, a fencing coach by day, has been volunteering at Inflation Eve for the last 24 years. And I wouldn't be doing it for 24 years if it wasn't so much fun. It's really hard, but you feel so accomplished when it's finished. And then when you walk down the parade and everybody's cheering and happy and you make so many people happy, it's just, it's worth it every year. Balloons making their debut this year are Kung Fu Panda and The Wimpy Kid of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The parade steps off at 9 a.m. at 77th and Central Park West. To watch a slideshow of pictures from the parade preparations, visit our culture page at WNYC.org. Of course, the holidays are often a time when more people consider volunteering. WNYC's Anne-Marie Fratoli has this report on some ways to continue helping out throughout the year. Many organizations that help the needy say there's such an increase in the number of volunteers during the holidays that they sometimes have to turn them away. Joel Berg with the New York City Coalition Against Hunger says the problem is keeping people on board for the rest of the year, especially to help with tasks like grant writing and helping people build up their job skills. Doing that kind of work as well as volunteering to conduct advocacy to convince our elected officials to create the policies we need would do a heck of a lot more to reduce hunger than volunteering at one site in the holidays. Most nonprofit organizations say their websites are a good way for people interested in volunteering to match their interests with needs. For WNYC, I'm Anne. Marie Fertoli. To see some volunteering options around the city, go to WNYC.org. 
Taking a look at today's calendar, well, you know what's happening today. Sure, it's turkey and stuffing and maybe a nap. But first, it's the 84th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, featuring Kanye West, Kylie Minogue, Jessica Simpson, Gladys Knight, Victoria Justice, and Big Time Rush, 1,600 dancers, 850 clowns, 15 giant character balloons, 43 novelty balloons, 12 marching bands, and 27 floats. Whew. The parade begins at 9 at 77th Street in Central Park West and then snakes down to Macy's on 34th Street. Earlier this morning, Mayor Bloomberg, Joan Rivers, and over 500 volunteers, staff, celebrities, and local politicians prepare and deliver nearly 3,000 meals for people living with illness at God's Love We Deliver. And other charities and houses of worship serve Thanksgiving meals to the poor and homeless throughout the day. But the real fun begins at midnight when Black Friday begins... The Queen's Center Mall will open its doors right at midnight for shoppers who can't wait for daylight. Plus, there'll be a 2 a.m. karaoke challenge. Hordes of holiday shoppers and karaoke? How can you resist? But many New Yorkers say they will. I don't believe in Black Friday. I'll be home in Florida for Christmas, so that's where I'll do my shopping. Everything's cheaper. With one kid in New York and another in California, shopping online is really convenient because, you know, boom, send it, boom, it's done. We'll laugh and point at the people on Black Friday. (laughs) That was Vin McCarthy, Tom Quato, and husband and wife Michael Erbach-Teague and Janie Teague-Erbach interviewed in Union Square. In Harlem, during the early years of the Depression, one way friends helped each other get by was through rent parties. Jazz or blues musicians would play in a friend's apartment, and the guests would pay for admission and, though it was the years of prohibition, for drinks. WNYC's Marianne McCune recently attended a contemporary rent party for the poet Patricia Spears Jones. Good friends take care of each other. So this fall, Lower East Side poet Fei Chang took on a fellow poet's woes. Patricia Spears-Jones had spent two years out of a job. Her unemployment checks had run out, and Chang says she was worrying out loud that she couldn't make rent. And I just said, oh, we can do a rent party. You look fabulous. She was a little doubtful about it. I'm a very proud woman, and I hate being in this position. Just like the next person. Nobody wants to be in this position. Nobody. Nobody. We are here today for our wonderful sister diva poet, Patricia Spears-Jones. Patricia Spears-Jones waffles over whether this is a real rent party. There's no bathtub gin, and guests won't be carrying on until 5 in the morning. This could be called a fundraiser. We're poets. Everything is a metaphor. This rent party is not even in a tenement apartment. It's mid-afternoon at the Bowery Poetry Club. This is kind of like our home. But it's pretty much the same idea. Friends of Patricia Spears-Jones have her back. This is for you, Pat. <laughs> I was born by the river in a little tent and oh, just like that river I've been running. For an hour plus, the sounds of musicians and poets fill the club. Singer Justin LeBoy is by far the youngest, a college student. Many of the others have been writing and reading on the Lower East Side for several decades. Including the party's MC, Sandra Maria Estevez. Please welcome Hetty Jones. Um, you know how you save your good clothes for good? Well, this is called wearing the sweater for Marilyn Colvin. As you advise, I am wearing the sweater I won't be wearing after I'm dead. <laughs> I'm wearing it while I still have choices. 
to leave myself open or buttoned. <laughs> During the course of the afternoon, Willie Perdomo read his poem, Another Kind of Open. Last night, Mark comes to me in my sleep. He's driving a black person, pulls up in front of my desk. Get in, he says. I said, nah, I'm staying right here. I hear your voice in the ceiling say, don't go with the dead when the dead come calling in your dream. And composer and musician Jason Huang improvised on the violin. Please welcome the divine, majestic, <laughs> prolific Patricia Spears Jones, recipient of next month's rent. We're here whenever you need us. The last couple of years of my life have been very challenging uh, on the financial tip, but on the creative side, it's been amazing. Jones reads three poems to her friends and guests. Here's some of the last. I feel as if my life were held together by wishful thinking and crazy glue. Somehow it works. Somehow all our lives work. Full moons on Friday the 13th, mysterious are the ways of the spirit. Other ways we dream ourselves awake. Is a rent party in 2010 a sign of the times? Before Willie Perdomo and his middle schooler, Neruda, say their goodbyes, Perdomo says, yes, it is, at least for writers and artists. If you're not leaving town, you're throwing a rent party right now. And outside, just before crossing the Bowery to return to her Lower East Side apartment, Hetty Jones says, I hope there are many more events like this for people who need them. I'll certainly go. <laughs> as long as I don't need one myself. <laughs> Patricia Spears-Jones is an adjunct at two different colleges this semester, and she's still in her apartment, though looking for a cheaper one. In an email, Jones wrote that without the rent party, she would be completely broke. I am grateful, she wrote. Very, very grateful for my friends. They saved my life. For WNYC, I'm Marianne McCune. Before we go, you may remember that Marianne McCune also reported recently on a New York-based group that's been using a crowdsourcing program to monitor the presidential election in the West African nation of Guinea. Well, their main source of information has been cut off right at the moment when it's most needed. And Marianne has this update. This election could turn a country long ruled by military dictators into a legitimate democracy. And members of Alliance Guinea have been carefully following it via text messages from voters that they map on a public website. But when votes were tallied last week, violence broke out, and the Alliance began mapping messages from people reporting attacks. They had been receiving hundreds a day, but suddenly Friday they stopped getting any at all. And the mobile phone companies gave this explanation. The government banned all outgoing text messages last week after declaring a state of emergency. In a statement, members of the alliance say they understand that text messaging can be used to incite violence, but it can also be used to prevent it, and limiting citizens' rights is not the answer. For WNYC, I'm Marianne McCune. WNYC has been following the crowdsourcing project over the past few weeks. For more stories and a link to the map, go to WNYC.org. And the Thanksgiving gig alert is for jazz piano legend Monty Alexander. Alexander was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, and came to the States in the 60s looking for opportunities to play. He ended up getting gigs with big-name artists like Frank Sinatra, Milt Jackson, and Ray Brown. As a band leader, he gives a jazz interpretation of the calypso and reggae of his home country. 
You can catch Monty Alexander at Birdland tonight, where he's closing out a week of shows. To download this track for free, just stop by our culture page. Click on culture at WNYC.org. And you can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in-depth with our reporters on the news blog. That's all at our website, WNYC.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM 820. The Early Word is a production of the WNYC Newsroom, where the managing editor is Karen Frillman. The executive producer is Giselle Regatau. The news editor is Julianne Welby. The economics editor is Charlie Herman. The web editor is Kathleen Ehrlich. Our arts and culture maven is Abby Fentress Swanson. Engineering by Paul Schneider and Wayne Schulmeister. WNYC's senior executive producer for news is John Keefe. The Early Word is produced by me. From the WNYZ Newsroom, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. <laughs> what am I saying? Eat way too much. I'll see you next week. <laughs>